Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. Hi, this is Ryan and Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Team Canada are playing right now against Denmark. Uh, if you want to watch this later, too bad. Uh, six minutes in, no score. Let's uh, quickly go to two texts here. You can text us at 630-630, Westlock Ford text line. Here we go. Bob, I totally agree with you. When you score a goal or a touchdown, you should act like you've scored before. Imagine for a moment if they did that in baseball. It would be ridiculous. Well, if you do that in baseball, they throw at your head. That's what they do in baseball. Um and this text comes in from Mark. Mark or Mark says, Hey, Bob, isn't it great to see Oiler draft picks on South Korea? Thanks again to your buddy, Stu McGregor, from Mark. Well, Mark, uh, he's referring Alex Plant was the first-round pick in 2015. The head scout at that time was Kevin Prendergast, who I was very critical of in a column that ran in the Edmonton Sun uh, immediately after. I believe I said we just drafted a guy that skates like Jim Weimer. I turned out to be incorrect because Jim Weimer played about 300 more games in the NHL than Alex Plant. Um I will, I will tell you that I was probably too critical during the time that Kevin was here as a uh, head scout because he did hit on lots of picks second, third, and fourth round. He didn't knock it out of the park in the first. Regarding Stu McGregor, uh, we had a animated discussion in 2009 about uh, the pick of Magnus PRV. I wanted Ryan Ellis, and that has continued to this day, for the record. Okay. So there you have it, though it's pretty obvious who's the better guy. Quickly, let's go to about last night. Yes, that Rob Lowe classic from 1986. Actually, who else was in that? Was Demi Moore in that one? I think she was. Uh, Dave Michigan with the call on a goal from J.T. Miller, who helped deliver a bit of a knockout punch against the Boston Bruins last night. Right circle, Nikita Kucherov. Setting up on the power play. Right circle, J.T. Miller. Right corner, Kucherov. Right circle, Miller! second. Back to the Boston zone. The Lightning are closing in on winning this series. Hold it in front of his own net. Leveling Donato. One second left. This one is over. The Lightning have beat the Boston Bruins. And they're moving on to the Eastern Conference Final. All right. Well, that's the always understated Dave Mishkin, the play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, So they knock off Boston in five. They were just better. That's all there was to it. Vegas, what a story. Here's Dan Rosanowski. He's the Sharks' play-by-play voice on a call from a goal from Jonathan Marchessault. Vlasic getting it, losing it. Randy Smith in front by himself. Marchessault scores. Jonathan Marchessault on a fluke play in front of a net turns and fires it off of the pad through the legs of Martin Jones and a stunned crowd watches as Riley Smith set up makes it one nothing on the March or so goal. There are a couple of Vegas fans here ready to celebrate and finally the Sharks clear it out. Nate Schmidt walks back into his own zone. The clock is at zero and a stunned crowd at SAP Setner witnesses. The end of the Sharks season. There you go. Uh, hey, I, I think San Jose did great going two rounds this year. I, I didn't have them there. Nor did I have Vegas, obviously. That's a given. 
which again reinforces the frustration this year. We will move NHL today for elite promotional marketing to about uh, 101 or so. At this time, though, let's uh, get head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Stoffer Inspector coming up for Horse Racing Alberta when we return on orders now. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers and they've hit a little bump in the road and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers and copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. Everybody, Bob Soffer in the 630 Chat Studios. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you now. This is Oilers Now. We're going to have a fun show for you today. Dave uh, Campbell is ably uh, co-working this one with us. Dave, how are you? I am great, Bob. How are you? Good. You guys got a big night tonight coming up on Inside Sports and all Eskimo show. We do, yeah. Morley Scott and I, uh, big time Eskimos preview show. We're going to have, well, we'll talk about a little bit later, but lots of Eskimo content, obviously. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a good time from uh, the hours of six to eight. Reed's probably on the golf course somewhere. Reed gets another day. This guy gets more days off. I mean, let's also factor in that coming up uh, when we get into the Stanley Cup uh, Conference Finals and Finals, he basically has every night off. Isn't that how it works? Pretty much. I mean, he's got, he's got a good, and he gets six weeks off a year. I mean, this guy has got a good job. <laughs> I don't I'll, know how he got it. See, uh, but you know, hey, if he can get it, good, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers, now so much to get to. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple things on today's show, and uh, we are going to have extended open line time and text time and all that kind of stuff. Here's how you get all of us. You can reach us. On our River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. George Thurgood 
Well, what's the date today, by the way, Dave? Is that is, is today May 7th? It is. Tonight's the night. Oh, who do you love? There you go. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca out of the River Cree Resort and Casino. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. One of these years we'll actually open up the email. I don't think it's been email open up. I probably got invitations to multiple events. No, wait, that never happens. Um, but anyway, I, seriously, I don't work directly for course, so technically I cannot open up the emails. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but you can text us at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And uh, we're on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. Uh, that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Uh, on Twitter, at Oilers Now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Dave Campbell at Dave underscore Ched. Uh, by the way, speaking of Twitter, yeah. uh, you were shaking your head right away there. Yeah, I was. It is, it is a, man, it's an interesting place. Well, people take it too seriously, for one, and two, people hide behind their Twitter handles oh. all the time. And We got a guy out there uh, selling merch that, you know, he's, I need this information, and I'm like, who, who are you? Like, yeah. like, seriously, why don't you just tell me your name and what your occupation is and what you do? And, yeah. uh, and I'll give you an example, just a couple of examples. So on the weekend, we had some fun stuff, right? So what are your thoughts on uh, celebrations? Goal celebrations. How excessive should they be? Touchdown celebrations. Where's your headspace at with that, Dave? Okay. Um, as much as I liked Neil Yakupov's celebration in 2013. I did not. Probably too much. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think back on it now and I go, too much. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good with celebrations. I think the the stuff that you see in the NFL, and now they've relaxed the rules on celebrations. They're, they're not handing out 15-yard penalties sure. like they're candy. Um, some of them are stupid, and most of them are are, are funny. Okay. So overall, I'm, it doesn't bother me too much. As long as it doesn't affect the player's mindset and engagement into the game, whatever. It's fine. All right. So if Jenny Kuznetsov scored a brilliant, and he's a hell of a player. He is an excellent uh, player for the Washington. And he guys. showed up Saturday. Yeah, he did. Uh, he scored a brilliant goal on a long stretch pass, went in, breakaway, and a game-tying goal for the Capitals. And he does the thing where he flaps his arms like an eagle. Mm-hmm. And people think, oh, it's paying homage to the Washington Capitals. Then why did he do it for Russia against Canada in the World Cup a couple years ago? And here's here's my thing in that situation, right? Like, he's a good player. There's there's no right or wrong answer here, right? Unfortunately, in Twitter, there seems to be this perspective: if you don't think the way I do, you're a complete jerk. Which and I th- you've just described being a talk show host. Well, and you know, and I, I think we've uh, created a generation. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like the uh, uh, the the social justice warriors out there. You know, yeah. if you don't think exactly like I think, you know, there there's a term called alt right. Did you know there's an alt left too? Oh, you can't say that about like seriously because there's every bit as narrow minded individuals on either side of the platform, and for the ninety percent of us that live somewhere in the middle, it gets a little much sometimes. And mm-hmm. I do find so here's the thing when it comes to celebrations, like I, for me, I look at Kuznetsov. You're playing for Washington. You've never knocked off Pittsburgh ever. Um, you know what? I know you're excited. It was a heck of a goal. For me, it was a little over the top, but that's his deal. It doesn't mean that I'm right. That's the beauty of what we do. And you can text us at 630, 630 on our Westlock Ford text line. Like I just, I thought at that time, given the scenario, given the failures of Washington in the past, it was too much. And for the record, if anybody wants to pull the tape up back when Yakupov did his self indulgent, uh, 
overly exuberant celebration against the LA Kings, which they mocked for the next several and I knew that was going to happen, by the way, that it would be used as fodder. Um, I thought Yakupov's was over the top, too, and I'll say this about Neil, okay? Neil Yakupov likely headed back to Russia. Uh, people in the Colorado organization told me even when he got off to a good start this year, Bob, it is what he is. He might score 12 to 15 goals. I think we're, we all know where he's headed. Uh, Neil was the consensus number one pick in that draft. You're more of a consensus pick, may I add, than either Taylor Hall, remember Taylor Tyler in 2010, mm-hmm. or for that matter, Ryan Nugent Hopkins in 2011. It didn't happen for Yakupov in the 2012 draft. Anaheim might have made the best pick at six, getting Lindholm. The Jets got Truba at, what, eight or nine. Uh, I guess the Leafs got Riley at five. The Oilers have to assume some of the responsibility for that player not panning out the way he was uh, or the way they thought he would. Uh, You'd take a look at the coaching change that got made here. Ralph Kruger experienced with European players. Uh, Yak scored five goals in the final two games of the Kruger regime. Dallas Aikens got brought in. Again, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I believe Dallas is going to be successful in his next NHL head coaching opportunity. But I'd suggest to you that maybe Kruger was better suited to handle a player like Yakupov at that time. Mm-hmm. All that being said, I hated the celebration. Yeah. Like, like seriously, I hated, the, the, you know, to me it was just over the top. And you have to be respectful of your team. Now, it doesn't mean I'm right. There's lots of you can say, but don't don't say get off my get off the lawn on this one. Or you're being it's you're allowed to have a difference of opinion. Here is another one for you, Brad Marchand. What did you think of that this this week? Disgusting. What is he doing? I don't get it. And, and the fact he's being so defiant about it. And this morning he uh, he sends a kiss emoji on his Twitter account. He doesn't get it. And if I'm someone within that Bruins organization, I'm saying, cool it. Stop I, it. I, I find Boston to be an interesting organization. They traded away Tyler Sagan. We all watched the Behind the Beast segment. Peter Shirelli, who's you know, at order scouting meetings right now, he was the man that executed that trade. They felt they needed to make that move. I, I'm telling you right now, I've talked to former Boston Bruin players. They felt the trade needed to be made, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, that's a trade that's got a lot of people sort of going, wow. To me, Marshawn was maybe they maybe the thought process was they couldn't handle two guys like that. Yeah. But he is an he is a great player, right? He is, he is, he is an excellent hockey player. But I don't know about you, but I, to me, that's crossing the line what he's do, what he's done on the ice. And frankly, the league reacted too slowly. Mm-hmm. They should have nailed him the first time when he did it to Leo Komarov. People are like it's it's funny. Well, some of you might think it's funny. But to, and and I'm not comparing the two in terms of the celebration. It's just a couple of the storylines over the course uh, of the week that we ended up talking about with, with Brad Marchand. I will tell you this: if I was officiating a game with the Boston Bruins, knowing what Marchand had gotten away with, with the lick across the face of Ryan Callahan, mm-hmm. I'm not giving him any beneficial calls. No. And that is a component that exists in hockey. Yeah. So I'd like to get people's thought on that. You can text us at 630-630. Just in terms of uh, celebrations, uh, you know, are you, here's, are, here, here's one for me. Yeah. So I remember back in the day, uh, Hugh... Uh, Hugh Campbell and and the Eskimos watching Waddell Smith and he used to do the wave when he he you know he he'd have a guy burnt for a touchdown and right. you waving back to the player and then you watch you know the guy they call Howdy Doody Brian Kelly and he just hand the ball to the uh, you know to the referee after he'd score a touchdown and it, there's there's at different times in your life you like man, like I loved Waddell Smith as a kid mm-hmm. when I was thirteen and fourteen but 
I kind of want a guy when he scores a touchdown or scores a goal to act like he scored a goal before. And that's mm-hmm. what was ironic with Twitter. Oh, Stoffer, you loser, you've never, you know, you just because you've never scored a goal, you know, who are you to... Well, you know what? We all played sports growing up, and there were guys that overacted after scoring, and I don't think it helps your cause all the time. Yeah. It makes, in a, in a team sport, it's a tad self-indulgent. But again, I don't have to have the right answer on this. So I'd like to know what people think on that front. Here's what I would say going back to Kuznetsov. It was authentic. It was genuine. But he does it every time. Yeah, okay. He does it every time he scores. All right, okay. So in that scenario, you scored a big goal. Yeah. You're one win away from dispatching your nemesis. Yeah. A team that you can't beat and you couldn't beat in the past. Now you're one win away. So, okay, great. You had your celebration. Fine. You got to understand the other team has eyes. The yeah. other team has eyes, and you're going into their barn, so you better bring your game, your game and your A game. And this is a player that has trouble doing that. He did it last game. He's got to do it again. And I'm sure the Penguins, hey, they remember. And they're back home. They're two-time Stanley Cup champions. They'll be ready. At the end of the 2013 regular season, Edmonton played Vancouver in the last game of the year. They'd gone to Minnesota. Taylor Hall set up Yakupov for a couple goals. And then uh, Yak scored early against Vancouver last home game, and he did a little bit of a... A little bit of a dance. He was pretty excited after the goal. Tom Sestito, who's a complete stiff, scored for the Canucks. He mocked Yakupov after the goal. Like, he he did a little dance, yeah. which was given the fact that he was basically a, a guy built like a uh, left tackle. Uh, you know, didn't have great yep. feet on the ice. He was no Twinkle Toes uh, Flintstone or Twinkle Toes Stoffer, as some used to call me back in the day. Uh, <laughs> you know, it backfired. Yakupov ended up getting a hat trick in that game. Five goals in his final two games. Yeah. I still didn't like it a lot from Yakupov. I think the best guys, when they score a touchdown or score a goal, they look like they kind of know what they're doing, and it's not a surprise. Now, you score one where it's an overtime goal, and to advance, like, you know what, if if Washington wins tonight in game six in overtime and Kuznetsov scores the winner and he does a jig or whatever, I understand it more tonight, yeah. right? Because given the context of what they've gone through, not the biggest fan of it. And it's uh, And I wonder, is it a little bit generational, too? Like, I don't want, like, guys like, oh, you're being an old, you know, is is it a little bit like that? Is it more acceptable? Uh, for guys that play team sports, my guess is no. For guys yeah. that play team sports, they don't want to give a reason to the opposition to have anything. The Marshawn thing, I think that's just gross. I think licking at an opponent's face is a form of spitting, frankly. It's disrespectful and disgusting. Right? And, yeah. I, I, you know, the Boston's had some incredible players historically on their team. Uh, some of the toughest, hard-nosed players of all time. You know, if Marshawn just focused on playing mm-hmm. and not doing the crap, how good would he be? Yeah. Or does that, do you think, make him better? I don't know. There's no right answer. Now, part uh, two to what I want to get some response from people back. And again, we'll open up the phone lines just after 1 o'clock today. Um, Vegas last night. Unbelievable story. Did anybody see this happening? So you're well aware of Leicester in 2016 winning the Premier League, and that was there were 5,000 to 1 odds. Yeah. I had guys, le- I, I said, move over Leicester, here comes Vegas. I mean, it's an, the point is it's a Cinderella story just like Leicester. And then you have a, a small percentage, but again, the Twitter warriors out there, oh, how can you compare it? You know, it, 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 you know Leicester was made up of full of ECHL soccer players, and I'm like, well, wait a sec here. They had like, did they not have the player of the year in their league? 
on that team. Vegas is not going to have the... I mean, maybe ultimately the player of the year should be. Um, you know, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury. Well, they win. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to be the Cons, my trophy mm-hmm. winner. But it is an incredible story. It is a fantastic story. It's a little bit depressing if you're an Oilers fan <laughs> that you're sitting here watching going... An, really? expa- an expansion team was the best team in the Pacific Division? Yep. It might be, for the Oilers critics out there, a scenario where you're reinforced in saying, man, did we ever blow it this year? Like, the, the, the whole division wasn't that good. So we'll hit on that as well coming up. Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. We flip Mark and John Shannon. Mark is in Winnipeg for Game 6 tonight. Uh, again, uh, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, live racing at Northlands. This Saturday, we'll take some calls, get to text, because we're already, it's already jammed full on the text line at 630, 630. And then 1.35, an update from the WHL Championship Series, which is tied at one. Good news for Edmonton Oilers fans. Um, perfect case scenario in many regards for Stuart Skinner. Going up against Carter Hart, who, and there are several managers in the league that I talk to on a weekly basis, may I add, and to a man. They feel that Carter Hart is the best goaltender the WHL has. He's from Sherwood Park. They think he's the best guardian produced out of the league since Carey Price. Okay? Skinner is going head-to-head against him. Game one, uh, Everett got the win 2-1, and Hart played great. Game two, Swift was down 3-0, and Skinner didn't give up a P the rest of the way. He battled. He pulled two pucks out of the net that probably should have been in goal. Uh, when the score was 3-1, Swift came all the way from behind, down 3 nothing, and ultimately won 4-3. Their head coach and general manager, uh, Manny Vivrios, uh, Vivrios will be joining us today at uh, one thirty-five, just after they get on the ice. So there is a bit of an update of what we're going to get to today. So lots of uh, input from you. We'll have some fun on today's show. And when we come back on Oilers Now, Dave Campbell will... Oh, wait. Yeah, we'll get to NHL last night, and then we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.